love playing sports with my friends. Like, I don't think that your gender confines you into certain roles either. Like, I think girls can do whatever they want to. Like, I, I do think we are uniquely blessed in being able to bear children and being able to have those motherly instincts and raise them and everything. But I don't think that that's anything that needs to be frowned upon or that girls should feel like that's going to hold them back. And Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Brooke. And this is Gucci. And this is a podcast, podcast, <laughs> not like other podcasts. We don't just talk about culture, we change culture. Thank you. Thank you, live studio audience. Okay. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> we have Brooke and Gucci. Oh, Sorry, she is. She's out of pocket. I don't think she likes her Christmas sweater anymore. Oh, we have Brooke joining us. She's been on, I think, an episode once and then on the YouTube channel. Um, so you guys might recognize her face. She's also been all over the Instagram page and we're just really excited to have her coming on and doing a teacap with us. So before we get into all the things that have happened this week, Brooke, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I would love to. Yeah. So my name is Brooke Larkin. Um, I have been a part of the pro-life movement for 11 years now, starting out in the pregnancy center world. I started volunteering for a local pregnancy center in Southern California when I was 16 years old. And funny enough, um, fast forward 11 years later, and I am now doing community and education outreach for Palmetto Women's Center in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I've had numerous different volunteer opportunities in the pro-life movement, and most recently I worked for Students for Life of America, and now I'm just very happy to be continuing my career in the pro-life movement with Palmetto Women's. So I'm also a Liberty University graduate, go LU. <laughs> uh, very you talk about it all the time. I do, I do, and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband, Dan, and our cat, Gucci. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on. Um, how's your week been? Do anything fun this week? Um, I feel like this whole week has been a blur, really. Uh, Monday night, we had a Christmas movie night. So some friends came over, we watched a Christmas movie, had hot chocolate and lots what of- What movie did you guys uh, see? 
So one of our friends brought his son, who is five, and he request requested Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Aww. so the animated one, and we're like, well, oh, he wants to watch it. It was $10 on Amazon and about 45 minutes long, but it's okay. And then we started the Christmas Chronicles. If you've never seen that, I love the Christmas Chronicles. Very cheesy, but great Christmas movie. Is it cartoon? No, it's, uh, gosh, what's his name? Real Life People? Yes, it is Real Life People. Hmm. Uh, the first one came out in, like, 2019. There's two of them now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I recommend. Seen them a couple times now, so. And then okay. the rest of the week. Oh, I actually, on Tuesday, Mike Pence came and toured my work. So he came and toured the pregnancy center in Rock Hill that I work at. So I got to go to this, like, fireside chat that he was doing. He's doing uh, book signings just all around the country. And so he did a book signing at a church um, in Rock Hill and then came and toured the center. And if you check his Instagram at Mike Pence, I'm at one of the cover <laughs> photos. So very exciting. He actually spoke at my commencement at Liberty in 2019. So it was great to see him again. And, I mean, I was definitely, like, geeking out. So... That's really cool. Okay, not to put you on the spot, but what was one takeaway you took away from this fireside chat? Um, you know, I have always admired his faith in Christ and just his genuine genuineness as a human being. I don't feel like I've met very many politicians that are just genuine. So mm -hmm. it was really nice to to be up close and personal with him and really see that side of him because obviously I've seen him on TV, I've seen him in debates and I've seen him at my commencement, but to see him in a little bit more of an intimate setting and to see that he really does walk the walk, you know, he doesn't just talk the talk, he doesn't just talk about his faith, but he also backs it up with who he is. So they did ask him a question if he was going to run for president and he did not give an answer. So it's it's not a yes or no, but he did say that him and his Interesting. wife. I know him and his wife are going to follow wherever the Lord leads. So that will be very interesting in the coming year or so to see if he does <clears throat> run. Yeah. So for Republican side watch, the only person who's really said anything is Donald Trump. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. <clears throat> I mean, everybody's saying Ron DeSantis. I literally had a conversation with a friend and I was like, well, Ron hasn't said anything, and she was like, he's running. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But, I, like, we don't know. I thought I heard that he wanted to stay in Florida since he just got reelected. I thought I'm I sure. Thought stay for another term. And I think that it would... I used to say that it would be political suicide to run against him if he Ron DeSantis. But now, not so much. I think he could... I don't know if he could take... Um, <clears throat> Donald Trump, like, be his, um, like, win the mid, not the midterm, the, uh, <clears throat> why am I blanking? Primary. I don't know if Ron DeSantis could beat Trump in a primary, <clears throat> but I don't think it would be political suicide like it would have been months ago. That's just, just my yeah. take. I mean, I really don't know because there's a lot of people around the country that love Ron DeSantis and there's a lot of people that love Donald Trump. And That's, I feel like yeah. the, the Trumpsters are just so committed. Like these people, I was just like scrolling the comments of the Pence post that I was in. And there's so many people still so mad at Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. um, 
and just so like you should have protected our president like Trump 2024 all this stuff and I'm like that's it's it's really interesting to see the way that our political climate is going because we do have so many other great conservative potential nominees so. yeah especially that aren't in their 80s so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at Mike Pence isn't that old, Nikki Haley's not that old, Ronda Santos has young children, like, yeah, Ted Cruz, I know, is always throwing a hat in the ring. <laughs> always, every year, yeah, or every four years, <laughs> yeah, literally. <clears throat> yeah, so, I don't know, I think that, so the thing is, primaries, here's, this is just me speaking, not sure. What could happen in the primary? Two things. The issue with, not the issue, but like, oh yeah, it is an issue. The issue with primaries is people don't vote in primaries. So the people that do vote are usually people who are diehard. <clears throat> and those are typically Trumplicans. So the Trumplicans are going to come out. No, seriously, the Trumplicans are going to come out. No shade if you're a Trumplican. Nothing against you, I'm just saying. The Trumplicans are going to come out no matter what. Yeah. It's the people who are, are a little bit not as Trumplican. That might not show up for Ron DeSantis. And then the other aspect is those on the left want Trump to run. They want him to be the nominee because they think that he can't win a general, which I won't go back and forth with anybody on that. You know, if you want to know my personal opinion, you can always message me. Um, but they think that he can't win a general. So they, I can see them also, because there are some um, states that have open primaries, I can see them voting for Trump as well to have him win the primary because Ron DeSantis I Ron DeSantis can win I think a general Mm -hmm. that I will say Ron DeSantis can win a general I won't comment on the other people but Ron DeSantis for sure can win a general yeah so that's just my my two cents what I think is possible I mean you look at every area in Florida you've seen him handle disaster relief very well you've seen him handle education very well Mm -hmm. him handle all the taxes and just being very fiscally responsive responsible with the state's money and like you know every every area he's really ticking all the boxes so i would definitely support him like i mean i really at this point i just want a good conservative in there so whoever is um I want someone who loves Jesus and is going to protect our country because it's the greatest country in the world. And someone who can win. I really need someone who can win. Yeah. That's that's what's important. That really is the 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 GOP needs to stop running these people that have no chance. (laughs) Yes. And yes, yes. And we've seen, you know, a quick two cents about the Herschel Walker race. Um, <clears throat> this is what happens when you don't run good candidates. I'm sorry, he wasn't a good candidate. Yeah. Um, I think now people are like waking up. Not everybody that Trump endorsed was a good candidate. Let's be honest, most of them weren't. Most of them didn't All, win. Most of them didn't win. So that's why we we're now at, well, we're now at 49, 49-1. <clears throat> because um, I cannot remember her name, but uh, a Democrat has switched over to independent. Wait, so, I did see that. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Yeah, but that is. Uh, let me look her up. That's very interesting. Like right after. Yeah. Um. Right after Herschel Walker lost. Yeah, I wonder what that is about. Why am I blanking on the name of the guy that won? 
Um, <clears throat> Warnock. Yes, he's the the fake pastor. Mm, Kristen Cinema. Okay. She's switched um from Democrat to Independent. Hmm. <clears throat> She'll probably still vote Democrat, so I don't know why she's doing all that. But interesting yeah. makeup. Yeah, very. I wonder. If anyway, she- we should start. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I wonder if she's going to do any interviews or anything like that with her reasoning. I'm sorry. It, like, came in and out for a second. Sorry. I said, I wonder if she's going to do any interviews with her reasoning in the switch. Ooh, I wonder. Probably. I'm sure she will. Yeah. I mean, why else do you Everybody wants to know, like, for publicity. Right. Well... Thank you, Brooke, for having us get to know you a little bit better. Before we get into these, to the stories, um, before we do that, though, I want to do a couple announcements. Join the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash those are the girls. <coughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. I have not coughed in like five ever, and now I'm like coughing every five seconds. Um, <clears throat> join the Patreon. You won't regret it. You're also going to help with, um, you want to help pay for the different things having to do with the podcast and then some of the cool activities and things we're going to be doing next year. Um, <clears throat> merch. It is not too late to get a cute sweatshirt and a hat that will be perfect for the March for Life. Speaking of which, there's going to be the March for Life in South Carolina, North Carolina, and D.C. And coincidentally, Brooke and I are going to all three the one in South Carolina is January 7th. The one in North Carolina is January 14th. And the one in D.C. is January 21st. So first, second, and third um, Saturdays in January. And we will be attending all of those. And if you are going by yourself. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, you can promote that one second. Yeah. Um, and if you're going by yourself, reach out to us. Um, those are the girls at gmail.com and you can come with us. Brooke has a cool thing that's happening at the South Carolina one. Tell us I about was, it, Brooke. I was just going to say quick note. If you are going to the South Carolina March for Life, we are hosting the first ever South Carolina Student Life Summit. I am helping to plan that with Palmetto Women's Center and some other pregnancy centers and uh, pro-life organizations around the state. So if you're going to the South Carolina March for Life, hang out afterwards come and join us. Um, we are going to have Emily Albright from Equal Rights Institute at the, as the keynote speaker that afternoon and lunch will be included. You can look that up on SC, scstudentlifesummit.com. Um, so check that out. If you have any questions, you can message me on Instagram also, which is Larkin underscore life. Woo. Okay. Um, I hope to see everybody, well, everybody that lives in North South Carolina there. I think it's going to be a really, yeah. good, I mean, it's going to be the first one. And um, Brooke and everyone, I know a lot of people that are on her committee team or however you want to put it, mm-hmm. that are putting it together, <clears throat> that are great people. And I, it's going to be great. I'm excited to go. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Let's get I to really our main story. Super excited to see oh. it all come together. Yes. There is a slight delay. So if you're listening, I hope it's not, you know, obvious. But we're going to do our best here. If you donate to our Patreon, this will help. Eventually, we won't have these type of issues. Eventually, we'll have a studio. 
That's why we need you to join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash those are the girls. Okay. Um, headed to the main stories. The main stories are brought to you by Culture of Life 1972, Garnu, American Woman Beauty, and Little Co. Um, <clears throat> okay. So first story is really just an update about Brittany Griner. If you guys know the joke me and Isabel had about, like, sleeping over in a jail, like, a night in with the girlies, um, that was referring to the first time we reported on this. But Brittany Brittany Griner has been sent home from Russia. She was in a Russian jail. Um, It's been very interesting. Maybe we'll do, like, a full-fledged story. Like, this is just, like, an update I'm giving um, next week. There's a lot of things to discuss about it. The sense of like the arms dealer that was traded, who is dying, who is dying, and isn't really a harm to society, but it's also kind of like, why did we trade an arms dealer? From that to her voice, I don't. Maybe I've just never heard her speak before, but her voice is deep. I mean, it is deep. And someone was like sharing pictures of her. This is awful, and like I don't condone this, but like. <clears throat> without her shirt on and she has like no boobs so there's a lot to this you think so you think she's really a man no i know i said she's an athlete so a lot yeah of, <laughs> like a lot of like really active women don't really get huge breasts when they're active so no 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 i did ballet i've seen small breasts of women like she had none like Maybe legit I'll, I'll have to send you the picture yeah yeah, maybe she had uh, breast cancer or like you know something like maybe. that. Maybe we can't make maybe. assumptions here. That's true. I can't make assumptions. Is and I'm not saying that she is a man. I'm not saying that at all. I hate <laughs> when people do that. I'm just saying like it's very. <clears throat> she leads into the stereotype of a female basketball player. Not all female <laughs> basketball players. I know tons of that are feminine, but she leads into the stereotype. But there's so much to discuss. But that's for another, that was just an update. <clears throat> all right. The first real story is something that has been, like, sweeping the nation the past two days. It is about American Girl. This story is from the Daily Mail. Here we go. American Girl is accused of stripping away all innocence in a book that teaches children as young as three how to change gender by asking doctors for puberty blockers. A smart... (coughs) I'm so sorry. A smart girl's guide... Body Image gives advice to girls as young as three years old on how to change their gender by asking doctors for puberty blockers. A passage in the book advises, if you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body's changes. It also provides a list of resources for organizations that children can turn to if you don't have an adult you trust. Parents have since slammed the book's contents as deceptive and dangerous. A 96-page book billed as a guide is marketed to girls between ages 3 and 12. Brooke, do you want to share your opinion first? Oh, well, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I was reading a couple different articles about this book just to gain a whole picture. I really wanted to find the book and check it out a little bit more, but I really didn't want to spend my money on supporting anything like that. Um, 
it just is so disheartening for companies like Disney, companies like American Girl, companies who really are so influential on our youth to be making decisions like this that, I know. that really are encouraging kids to betray like any sort of parental control, any sort of parental oversight, I should say, and <clears throat> just like go behind their back and they're encouraging them to contact outside organizations for something so serious as a sex change. If mm, we look yeah. at, you know, it's, it's really interesting because if you look at the Nordic countries for a lot of these social issues, um, they, they're really non-religious. So I feel like they don't put any sort of religious spin on things like abortion or on things like transgenderism or anything like that. And so they have a severe process that you have to go through counseling. You have to go through like years of therapy and just making sure that you are mentally healthy before you make a decision like changing your gender. Um, and here we're in America where American Girl Doll is such a, you know, who didn't love American Girl Doll growing up? Um, I, I never had one, but like, all my friends had one. I had the little book about puberty and all that stuff. Um, and wait, you didn't have an American girl doll. I never did. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not to bring up that. your trauma. <laughs> I know, not really trauma. I didn't really care, but it's okay. Um, oh, you didn't even care. Okay. That's fine. Continue. No. <laughs> we are uh, not the same. It just, and continue. This is very uh, disheartening, to say the least. So that's that's how <laughs> I'm feeling about all of this. Is just like really frustrated with the way that America is going, and for the most part, for me, like if you're 18 years old and you want to do whatever you want, if you want to transition, like that's your prerogative. If you're an adult, but I do think that like we still need a lot of help with mental health in this country. And I think this just is kind of supporting that, that statement even more that someone who got a, what was her specific degree, her master's degree from Kansas, Kansas university that the writer got. Ooh, I don't Look know. I'm like, Okay. Someone who's writing a book like this, you would think that they would have like a PhD and an MD and like all these accolades behind their name. And the girl that wrote this book and helped to publish it got a master's degree in like studying oversized fruit for children. Oh, I pull yikes. it up because it is really just. I'm looking it up. Right, this is why we need a Jamie like on a. <laughs> what's that show uh joe rogan yeah exactly <clears throat> we need a jamie okay let's quick. see well she's refusing to apologize okay okay let's see about mel <clears throat> her favorite things are trees rainbows and dairy free ice cream She went to college for, she studied writing and art at Holland's University. She earned her master in children's literature, where she studied misplaced and giant foods in picture books. That's Interesting. Misplaced and giant foods in picture books. Yeah. So why is this someone that 
is deemed appropriate to be writing a book on telling our children how to transition as young as three years old. But also, yeah, there really are not three-year-olds that can read. So what kind of parents are reading it's, a book yeah. like to their three-year-old? Yeah. <clears throat> That's a very valid point, too. I'm, like, shocked because you're right. I it, <clears throat> The first initial book, I had that book. Um that first initial book um i'm pretty sure or at least i would hope and think that it was written by um someone who knew women's bodies who had done some sort of psychology on children i don't know yeah i wouldn't think like just a random art girl could talk about body image i mean anybody can talk about body image but like in this professional space i mean it's just like those um fitness influencers that just randomly lost weight one time and now they have all these courses and it's like they don't have a degree or anything like that it's it yeah it's kind of like that yeah <clears throat> yeah like what kind of experience and knowledge do you have to be able to speak on something like this yeah so i agree with everything you said I actually was obsessed with American Girl. My ninth birthday, we went to uh, New York to go to the American Girl Cafe because um, there was only one in New York at the time in Chicago. And then now, you know, there's one in Charlotte. Well, I don't and know if you knew the that. The difference between growing up poor and growing up privileged. Middle class, not rich. That's yeah. middle class. Um, okay. Okay. Um <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I guess I don't want to. I'm very happy that you had those experiences, Mallory. Okay. I was like, should I even say how many dolls I had? No. Um, I really am not upset about it. I promise. <laughs> um, no, but like we would do. Uh, so our library would have like a community or like a reading day where all of us would come. We'd bring our dolls and then they'd read one of the books. And then at the back of the book, it had um, like. <laughs> <clears throat> an activity so like the one i remember distinctly is making popcorn on like a stove top so like we would do that and i remember seeing girls that i played soccer with nobody that i went to school with lived in my side of town so nobody from school but like girls that i you know did other stuff activities with so that was like, a huge part of my childhood that i distinctly remember mm -hmm. so it's really 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 disappointing seeing american girl going in that direction because american girl also had a magazine I don't know if you knew about that. They had their magazine and they were really big on like loving yourself and loving your body and like being proud of who you are. I remember they did um, a whole spread on Bethany Hamilton. Remember she was the girl who got her <laughs> arm bitten by the yeah. shark. And that's how I found out about her is from American Girl. So I'm just thinking about like American Girl went from this wonderful women, feminine. Like wholesome. Yeah to just like I hate the term like giving into the woke mob but I don't know how else or like giving into the wokeism I don't know how else to describe it because where is this coming from yeah. and also too so I sent the article to one of my friends and <clears throat> he even was like and he's pretty he's pretty moderate but he's even like they're kind of uh messing up their target market and I was like yeah they kind of are um but yeah so I just, it's very disappointing. I think moving forward, like I personally, I will, you know, pass down my dolls to my girls, but like we won't, I won't give them any more money. 
Yeah. Um, which is yeah, sad because, <laughs> like, I love going to the store. That was so fun. And, like, you know, dressing them up, <clears throat> getting, like, different books and stuff like that. It was such a good, good experience. It was a good experience. It was fun. Um, also, <clears throat> sorry, y'all. It was fun also, you know, dressing them up and... And getting the magazine, I remember every other month, I'd get the magazine in the mail, and it was just like, ooh, what's going on? And I don't know if you guys remember, they even did a spread of, um, they did a spread on the girl who played, um, God, who was her name? She was on the, um, Spy Kids 3. It was her first acting gig, and they did, they interviewed her. I think it was Courtney Jens, the girl with the brown hair. <clears throat> Hello. I lost service. Sorry about that. Okay. Sorry you're good. That. You're good. I was just going on and on about the magazine, how much I loved it as a kid, every yeah. two weeks, or every yeah. two months. Yeah. For me, when I look at things like this, when companies like Disney or... Um, companies like American Girl do things like this, it's just unnecessary to me. Yeah. You know, it just is so unneeded. And I just, I really wonder, like, what kind of focus group did they give this to that said that's a good idea? Right. Who supported <clears throat> and said this is going to be great marketing for you guys? And if it's for ages 3 to 12, then... Like, I, I'm not understanding why a 3 to 12 year old would think that they're anything other than whatever their gender is. Like, I just don't get that. I don't understand how that happens. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, personally, I think I grew up around pretty much all boys. Like, I have a brother. I had four boy cousins that I hung out with all the time. And then we had um, a family with four boys that lived down the street that, like, we were all really good friends. So growing up, I played all the sports. I, you know, rolled in the dirt and I, like, wrestled with all of them. And, like, I was just very tomboyish. But my parents never once seeing me, like, play with the boys was like, oh, she must be a boy. No. Like, and I think that's the only way that these children can really start to second guess their gender is when their parents affirm that. You know, their parents yeah. maybe see them be a little bit tomboyish or maybe see them be a little bit more feminine and are like, okay, they must be the other gender. They must have been born, you know, a boy when they should have been a girl instead of just saying, oh, they're just going through a phase. I was talking to yeah. one of my best friends who she is a two-year-old boy and she said, okay, well, he acts like he's putting on makeup when I'm putting on makeup. Does that mean he's supposed to be a girl? No, that just means he watches his mom do it. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, you're right. It A lot of it is the parents reaffirming things. And then now that it's become more... Because the other thing, I think I mentioned this in another episode. What exactly is the percentage of transgendered people? Because it does... It's starting to feel like it's way more... I mean, if... Uh, 1%, is it 1 per, 10% of the population is LGB, <clears throat> LGB, then out of that 
it has to be like one percent is transgender but i feel like it's and i don't know if it's just because of the circles that i'm in discussing things or what but it just feels like it's way more like we're putting so much focus on this like super tiny um part of the population well and so my husband dan studied psychology in college and he always talks about how i think it was the first three uh psychology books that they publish like dsm i think it is i think it's the first three he's probably going to correct me when i'm done with this but that all of them um all of them classified uh Oh my gosh. And now I'm forgetting the psychology name. Gender dysphoria. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All of them. Gender dysphoria. Yes. All of them classify gender dysphoria as a, a, um, disorder. So something that you need counseling for that you need help for. Um, and now we're normalizing it. And I mean, you do see a much Mm -hmm. higher suicide rate in people who are transgender and it really is just so sad to see these people that are struggling for us to just be like, oh, that's normal. You're okay. Instead of saying, let's help you. Let's let's get you some counseling. Let's get you, instead of just affirming what your brain is telling you, um, we're telling them that you're totally fine. Um, you know, yeah, you were born the wrong sex. So go ahead and pump your body full of these hormones and change what you were made to be. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's all I can say to that. <clears throat> um, I will say there is one company that um, will not give in to this ideology, and that's Garnu. Garnu is a girls-only club. They have period care products um, such as tampons that are 100% cotton core and um, period cups. You can listen to Macy, the founder, on episode 145 discuss why she created the business um, and talk a little bit about like periods and femininity and how they're going to stick, stick with those values and morals. Never have to worry about them promoting any of this stuff, nothing like that. So if you like them, you can use the code other girls 10 to get 10% off. um, And you can go to www garnu g-a-r-n-u-u dot com all right so this episode is really heavy um this topic which wasn't necessarily on purpose but these are kind of the only stories that like were really popping off this week um usually there's a little bit more but i couldn't really find too much and this story isn't even like a real story <clears throat> it's just something that i found on twitter um, okay, so I will announce what, yeah, on Twitter, I will link the TikTok, um, or, well, I'll probably link the Twitter that I found it on, um, <clears throat> oh, I can't link the Twitter anymore, because she, um, she, whoever tweeted it, like, locked their account, but the Twitter, the TikTok, oh, sorry, you guys, I have to look it up really quick, um, the TikTok is in the same vein of what we're talking about, which is young girls transitioning before they really need to, not even before they really need to, when they don't really need to at all. Um, 
<clears throat> sorry i don't know why i didn't save oh you know what maybe it did save on my phone the right picture um so i have to read to you what the picture says and then i'll read to you some comments <clears throat> the picture says it's of this girl and she's like yeah i don't really identify as a girl or like being called one and then she says her therapist said of course you don't it's a defense mechanism being a girl hasn't been safe for you so then the comments <clears throat> are what's really sad to me <clears throat> one of them said i had a questioning period where i couldn't i couldn't figure out if i was trans or i just couldn't stand how women have to live um remind me of when someone said did you transition because you wanted to or because it made you feel more powerful that is sad to me um this other person says wait this makes sense so i need a question again and then this person says, I'm pangender and love being feminine, but fear being perceived as a woman because I know it means I'm seen as less human. That's sad. Don't, this other person says, don't tell me this. I just got comfortable in my transition. Another person says, I'm gender fluid. And there was a time where I only liked he, him. I use they, she now because it turns out it was just this. So essentially they're saying that they only liked using the, pronouns um they they don't like using the pronouns he him but they like they she now because it turns out they realize that they do that they are a woman <coughs> they just felt more comfortable being a man um and then another one said exactly like am i really trans or am i just tired of being a woman Loving person says this. Me and my therapist talked about it for a solid two years before I felt comfortable as a girl. I'm still in the phase of is this, is it non-binary or just internalized misogyny? So you heard most of those, right? Yeah. Okay. So what are your initial thoughts when you hear they're the youth are young women? Um, honestly, it makes me really sad. Like, I feel like that's the best way to express like listening to things like that and it makes me really sad like I cannot imagine what these children are going through to make them feel like this like mm -hmm. first of all who are your parents what are they telling you are, like why are they not supporting you it just it makes me so sad I mean growing up in a healthy Christian family you know, as healthy as we can be, we're all right. We're all humans, but <laughs> yeah, like I never felt like I wasn't supported. Um, like my parents were always there for me. My brother was always there for me. I never was told I wasn't good enough because I was a girl. I never was told that I couldn't do something because I was a girl. Like if I told my parents I wanted to be an astronaut, they'd be like, "All right, go to school, study hard." Like they wouldn't be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you can't because you're a girl." Or if I wanted to be like, "I want to be president," they'd be like, "All right, go to school, study hard." <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it was never like, "Oh, you can't do that because you're a girl." And it just makes me so sad for all of these girls who unfairly have been told you're not good enough because of your gender, or yeah. you have to be oppressed because of your gender. Personally, I love being a woman. You know, mm -hmm. I I love dressing up girly. I love 
playing sports with my friends. Like, I don't think that your gender confine, confines you into certain roles either. Like, I think girls can do whatever they want to. Like, I, I do think we are uniquely blessed in being able to bear children and being able to have those motherly instincts and raise them and everything. But I don't think that that's anything that needs to be frowned upon or that girls should feel like that's going to hold them back. And so, and I feel like that is a big thing with the next generation. Uh, it's just really sad. Like I just watched this video of, of Lizzo. It was like a recap of her abortion support over the last year. And there was a video. Ooh, we should of, do that next week. So yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. There was a video of her on Instagram live. Someone had asked, when are you going to start a family? And she just like started cracking up laughing for like a whole minute. It was like, oh, y'all are wild. Like, and it's just like, okay, so these young girls are watching people like Lizzo, like scoff on people who have families or mm -hmm. who, who want that for their life. Like, if you don't want that, that's fine. But there's nothing wrong with that. And so many girls feel like they just can't do what they want because they're a woman. They, you know, you're going to oh, have sex and get pregnant and like, then you're going to never be able to have a career live life. Or, yeah, yeah yeah exactly your life is over yeah exactly so <laughs> i feel like this goes hand in hand like girls from a young age are told like you know you fit into this one little bubble and i just hope and pray that more girls grow it up in families like the one that i did because i have never felt like there was anything holding me back like the only thing holding me back is me so yeah, no, it's really bleak. I, um, I've um, i said this before, and I just feel very, unfortunately, validated in reading these comments, but I truly think a lot of the, I can only speak from girls to guys, because that's what I, I care about. This is a podcast about women. <clears throat> I truly think that part of the problem is we make womanhood, we, society, <clears throat> make womanhood seem so terrible, seem so awful. <clears throat> we make it seem like it's such a burden like you get your period oh god you get your period it's the worst thing ever let's suppress that period um and you know it's not super fun but i've been working on it at least around younger people you know around like my age-appropriate friends um i can be a little bit more oh my god this is awful but like around young people i do try to be like yes i'm on my period right now I am cramping a little bit, but that's okay because this is my fifth vital sign. You know, things like that. Talking about, um, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I saw somewhere it was like, <clears throat> a woman is raped every 44 minutes. I don't think that's true. If, and I think that when we are pushing things like that and we're not talking about prevention, and we're also not talking about how do we get men to not do this. It can, I can understand how a girl can be like, oh my gosh, every guy out here, I could be, you know, I could be assaulted. Then it just will be like that girl said, you feel more powerful identifying as a man, even though I hate to say it. A lot of these girls look kind of, you know, they still look like girls. So it's not as, anyway, that's beside the point. But, um, <clears throat> It's things like that. It's things like um, 
you know, if you get pregnant, your life is over. Like, you might as well pack it up. It's the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to you. It's, there's, you, you might as well just be an old maid at this point, you know? It's things like that, I think, that are, like, being ingrained in young girls, and they're kind of internalizing that. Um, There was one um, that... It was the one where it says, where she says, I love being feminine, but fear being perceived as a woman because I know it means I'm seen as less human. And it's like, where is that coming from? It's coming from, well, a lot of these people also too, I realize, have chronic online syndrome, which I mean, I don't know how to fix that, but we got to do something about that. So some of this, I'm sure is like, you're picking it up from how people are acting on TikTok and Twitter. And let's be honest, there's tons of evil, awful people on there, on both sides. But they're picking this up and they're seeing this. We, as women, as Christian women, we gotta figure out how we can combat this. What do you think are some things that we can do to, like, at least, I mean, I don't know these girls, and half of me wanted to, like, message them anonymously, like, it's okay, but then I was like, that wouldn't help. Um, But what can we do about for the girls in our lives today? So, Gosh, that's that's a good question. I think about this a lot with like my younger cousins and just any of the younger girls that are in my life. Life, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear. You. Okay. Um. Yeah, just any of the younger girls that are in my life. How can I be positively influencing them? And I think it is just pouring truth into their lives, and also not candy coating the world because I think. Like, in the Christian bubble, we can kind of candy mm. coat the world. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, a life in Christ is beautiful, and it is great, but there's a lot of evil out there. So you really need to equip your children, equip your younger siblings, equip your younger cousins or whoever it is that's younger in your life. Equip them with some real tools um, to not fall into these traps. Because especially with having an online presence you can go into the the Twitter hole or on Reddit. There's a lot of crazy things on Reddit and on TikTok. You're just being fed this narrative and it's really easy to fall into that. So I, I feel like the biggest positive impact um, that you can have on their lives is bring them out into the rural world. Get them connected with real people. Get them in youth group. Mm-hmm. Get, get them in these in these conservative communities where they're with real people in real life, not just stuck to a screen all the time. I think that's where we start to lose ourselves is when we are stuck to the screen all the time. That's such a valid point. I can always tell when I've been on Twitter specifically too long, when I start like thinking and reacting to things that are just on Twitter, only Mm -hmm. on Twitter are, you know, are like, I'm trying to think of something specific. Only on Twitter do men and women hate each other so intensely. Yeah. I mean, if you go on Twitter, you would think that, like, there's going to be World War Three amongst the sexes. And yeah. that's just not true. So I notice when I've been on there too long is when I start reacting like that in real life. That's so, so I think funny. you made a very valid point. Getting outside of that, being around real people, I think that will truly help. Because, I mean, something has to be done. Like, we see the problem. Everybody listening, we see the problem. We have to solve this. And the only way we'll solve this is if we do something. Yeah. Because, I mean, American Girl isn't helping. 
you know? Yeah. Disney isn't helping. Yeah. No one's helping, so we have to do something. The, um, scary, the scary thing is, I think that people are starting to behave, you know, the keyboard warriors, they're starting to behave like that in real life now. Yes, I've noticed that too. And that's the scary part, is like, once they're literally screaming at your face for no reason, like, how do you come back from that? Because you can't even have a conversation with that person. Yeah. No, you're right. A lot of times, um, and I think it's from lockdown. Mm. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, I think it's from lockdown. A lot of people have, um, because before you would say, oh, they would say it's my face, but yeah. Some of these people would, and then, yeah. like, not expect you to retaliate, though. That's the other problem, too. Um, but, yeah, you're right. A lot of these people are taking their attitudes to real life. Do some of these people just need a good knuckle sandwich? <laughs> okay, Brooke. <laughs> not from me. Yeah. I would never. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no. No, 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 We don't fight here. We call police. Yes. Or call lawyers. Call lawyers. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um... But yeah, anything else you want to add to this topic before we go to the final one? Um, I would just say keep spreading love and positivity and Jesus to everyone that you come in contact with. I think that's what the world needs. Yeah, 100%. And make sure that you're also living that life. Yeah. Too. Like, make sure you're living the life of someone who doesn't loathe being a woman if you're going to be talking to other girls about being a woman yeah because there's benefits for sure i mean and like brooke said it's not we don't have to sugarcoat it having your period is not always the best experience but it's also not the worst that that's what makes us women and that's what what we can bond over and also men don't understand so that's just a unique woman experience that we can be like oh he just doesn't get it yeah it's a girls only club exactly um <laughs> Okay, so our last story, this is a very um, women-heavy um, episode, but our last story is something very interesting. I don't know if you saw it. I added it, like, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Um, <clears throat> someone suggested this story when I asked on my Instagram last night, because I, I, last episode, I, or last episode, last story, I like it to be kind of like something odd and strange. Mm-hmm. And they suggested this. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Australia moves ahead cautiously with three-parent IVF. The nation follows the UK in permitting mitochondrial donation, which aims to prevent the transmission of rare but often fatal conditions. Um, okay, let me see here. Okay, sorry, I was trying to find the specific part that we were talking about the people, but this is also very interesting, too. Um, so Australia has become the second country after the UK to legalize a fertility procedure that mixes genetical, genetic material from three people. The technique is meant to prevent couples from having children with certain debilitating disorders caused by faulty mitochondria, the energy-generating structures in our cells. But it's controversial because it involves a genetic change that can be passed to future generations. So its rollout in Australia will be extremely cautious. On March 30th, the Australian Senate passed the Mitochondrial Donation Law Reform Bill, also known as MAVE's Law, named after six-year-old 
Australian girl with a microchondral disorder called Leia syndrome. The disease caused a loss of mental abilities and motor skills over time, and those born with it will typically do not survive beyond childhood. Mitochondria have their own DNA, which is passed to children from their mother's egg. If a mother carries mutations in her mitochondrial DNA for disorders like Leia's syndrome, she could have a child with one of these diseases. These disorders are rare and often fatal, and treatments are extremely limited. Mitochondrial donation, also known as mitochondrial replacement therapy, was developed as a way to let the mother pass <coughs> along almost all her genes material, but not the mitochondrial DNA. The procedure takes advantage of the fact that the vast majority of our DNA resides in the nucleus of the cells. Okay, that's too sciencey. Yeah, um, the mitochondria, the nucleus of the cells. Yeah, that's enough. We, I'll link it, everyone, so you, if you're a science girly, you can read it. But yeah, those of us who just want to know a summary, that's what it is. So essentially, what they're doing is someone, um, they're adding another egg to the mixture to do IVF that they're doing with the sperm to make sure that whatever disease is in the egg of the mother is not passed down to the child. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Just as strange as a couple of weeks ago, we reported on um, them creating artificial wombs. So like not needing a, a host like a human, well, host, a human host, I guess, to, like, create a child. What'd you say? Didn't they create a lamb through that? Yeah, they created a lamb, and they're working on humans. And now they're trying to do humans with three, three uh, uh, genetic DNAs. So what do you think about this? That, like, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I am so, I know. I am so not a science person at all. Um, I'm like uh, that literally makes no sense to me I know personally personally, as a 100% pro-lifer I don't agree with IVF anyways um you know I mean I think that everyone deserves to be a parent and unfortunately there is a lot of infertility struggles in our world um which I think adoption part of the sick nature what Mm -hmm. I said that's part of the sin, yeah. part of the fall. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and a part of what we eat, what we put in our bodies, yeah. what we use on our bodies. I can get into a whole thing on that, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, so I personally don't agree with IVF, so obviously like, I would not um, side with this either. Uh, it just seems like, like, why are we trying this hard, people? And my thing is, like, we... I guess someone thought we could, but did anyone think we should? Like, this yeah. is interesting. Like, if you're sciencey, I'm sure this is like, ooh, fascinating. Wow. But should we be doing this? That's the yeah. question. What are, should, is this, you know, and, I don't know. And maybe the, the thought behind of it, behind it was to try to eradicate some, some of these diseases that are really detrimental to the humans that they impact. And of course, obviously, like that's good intent, but it's just like, what are the costs of it? Like, what are what are we willing right. to risk to eradicate some diseases? Right. And I think I have been thinking this since I was a kid. When I my mom was telling me, I have a cousin who's like really sciencey. She actually um, she's a breast cancer doctor, and she did all this research, and she was on a team 
that um they didn't this was years ago before i think it was before i was even born um they were researching like cloning and um I remember my mom was talking to me about it and I remember thinking like um um I remember thinking you know this is strange like we're playing god and this was years ago when cloning was like ooh can they clone is this uh, is this possible so i mean seeing how far seeing how far we've come and <clears throat> seeing how far it's gotten is kind of it's a little little scary little uh like kiki palmer said a little spooky ooky. um let's see how far society has gotten well we're almost done the episode <laughs> um you know my parents are sending me my charger for my laptop that i left in california next week so <laughs> then i won't have to do this on my phone anymore but once again donate to those of the girls dot com slash patreon <laughs> so we can get rid of these issues anyway you were saying i was well i was saying You're like saying yes i was saying like <clears throat> even when i was a kid just thinking about like cloning that always felt like a little bit like okay we're playing god and it also kind of felt far away like you know these type of things i feel like i've seen like twilight zone episodes about it or the outer limits episodes about it and it's like now it's today. Like, this is the news today. I was going to say, if you don't think there are clones walking on this earth. Oof. Oh, do you think there's actual human clones out there? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't necessarily disagree. I, okay. Since we're on this topic, really quick. I've been listening to, uh, and one of our Patreons, uh, we've talked about this. I've been listening to um, Blurry Creatures. It's this podcast that is Christian, but they talk about, like, cryptids and the paranormal and, like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. But, like, they talk about, um, they just talk about all this random stuff. And they did this episode, <clears throat> I'll link it because it's, to me, it was very good, of this lady who has been abducted by aliens since she was a kid. And she's a Christian, and she's like, I believe her. I believe everything she said. Like, it, if you guys listen to that, it was very. And one thing I like about the podcast, except for I maybe I've heard one or two, but because of the guests, one or two were not. But the majority of the episodes are very grounded in the sense of like, because you know when you're listening to that stuff, there's some people. And then I saw this, and I remember the, this is they're doing all this big talking, and then like, yeah, da, da. none of the guests are like that. Yes, this is what I saw. And I'm telling you, well, in the Bible, it says, and stuff like that. And, like, she was referenced, like, that's what I like about it, too. Like, she referenced the Bible. And what she talked about, like, <clears throat> you know. Anyway, so that made me think of that because she was saying how there are people who ha are mixed aliens that are walking around. And, like, she can tell because there's just something a little different about them. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I never want her to see me because, like, what if I and you just don't know it because there's people and another guy was on he was saying there's people who have nephilim dna and they just don't know it that's why x y and z happens this is what he said was crazy because i was like oh god he was saying that it's kind of almost like split personality He was like think about the people who are christians and they love god and they worship him and they want to be there for him but then on saturday nights they're out like partying and i was like ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that was one of the guys that wasn't very grounded <clears throat> that was an interesting episode but 
the rest of them are very grounded. And um, when you said the clone thing, that's what that made me think of. Mm. I wonder if they've done episodes on clones. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'd love to hear more about that for sure. Yeah. It's a really good podcast. I'm, like, obsessed with it right now. That's my favorite podcast. In college, my friends and I used to just talk about crazy stuff like that all the time that we're, like, so did this me. is real. And then we'd, like, look it up and, like, dive deeper into it and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. And um, I so also, too, since we're on this topic really quick, um, when I was younger, I was so into cryptids. Like, go to the library, get the books, read all the stuff, watch it all. I was, like, I wanted to be a cryptozoologist. At the time, that wasn't a real thing. I mean, I guess it still isn't really a real thing. It's more of like a you're super rich and have nothing else to do type of hobby. Um, but I was like super into it. And then at some age, I kind of was like, mm, whatever. <clears throat> but recently, I've just been really back into it. And like, it seems like just learning about all the different things going on. To me, that's my type of conspiracy. I want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about people drinking blood. Like, I don't care. Yeah. This is what I care about. <laughs> I care about it all. I'm interested. I don't want to hear about the blood. I don't want to hear about those human sacrifices. Tell me how you saw um, a watcher. Tell tell me more about the watchers. Like, that's what I want to hear about. Um, but anyway, that's that. I'll leave that link, you guys. Um, interesting things going on. Oh, actually, sorry. This also reminds me of the episode of that show. A guy was talking about Atlantis, about, like, what, <clears throat> he was saying Atlantis was real and everything and like what caused Atlantis to fall he said genetic mutation was one of the reasons and look at us now scary well, on that note I hope everybody has a great rest of your day <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode please make sure you rate, review, like, subscribe however wherever you're listening um Follow Brooke on all of your stuff. Let us know where should they follow you. Um, at Brooke Larkin underscore life is Instagram. You can keep up with pretty much everything that I do on there. And I posted my picture with Mike Pence this week. So if you want to see that, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So message me if you listen to this too. I'd love to catch up. Yay! Okay, thank you, Brooke, so much for being on. And she will come back on again eventually one day. And then you'll see her more on the Instagram as well. Also, too, I'm sure you've seen her a thousand times on my personal Instagram. Um, if you're following that. Just a few. All right, you guys. Just a few. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.